Welcome to episode 105. Today's guest is an offensive lineman who anchored the University of Georgia's dynamic mid-2010s offensive units. He blocked for some of the best running backs in college football history, from Todd Gurley to Nick Chubb. Chris Burnett, thank you for joining me on the show. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Looking forward to talking with you. My first question, when did you first realize that you were kind of the next guy up in that lineup of the Troop County talent pipeline to play at the next level? Man, uh, it was actually in 2007. Um, We were playing a game against Harris County, a Thursday night game. And one of my teammates, John Oliver, he actually wound up playing uh, left tackle at UCF for a few years. Uh, everybody was basically coming to see him, and it just so happened that we were the, we were playing the only game in the entire state of Georgia on that Thursday night. So anybody who was anybody who was you know in college football or even just in general a football fan were at that game, and it just so happened that I played the best game of my life. And this was really before a lot of the recruiting services and stuff were really big, and um, before it was you know, as well-known and you had the same level of exposure, didn't really go to as many camps and stuff. And I'll never forget after that um, game, we came to school the next day and one of my friends had a printout from scout.com about me being the dancing bear, (laughs) I guess (laughs) is what they dubbed me as. And they said I had good feet and, you know, was able to get to the second level really well. And I thought it was fake. I was like, dude, you type this up on the computer on Microsoft Word or something. Like, there's no way this is true. And, you know, sure enough, checked out the website in school when I wasn't supposed to. Probably could have got in trouble for this. Um, But that was really the first moment where I was like, man, maybe I can do something past, you know, high school football. Because at that time I was a sophomore and, you know, was just hoping that I would get a chance to go to school for free. But that moment really was the moment where I felt like, man, I may be able to make something out of this and, and actually, you know, get some school done for free and maybe accomplish some dreams I have. I love reading feature articles and articles that kind of dive into players. So there was one yeah. that I read back when you were at Georgia several years ago, but in your time there, you were known off the field as Team Barber, from what I've heard. <laughs> I know you That's cut right. some of your teammates' hair, and that includes starting quarterback Aaron Murray, from what I read. So how did yeah. all of that come about? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, so that was that was really my main way to make money. Uh, I started cutting my own hair um, my junior year of high school, and it was terrible. I mean, just bad. <laughs> Uh, and I, I, I did it throughout the summer just so I was like, you know, I'm not going to be around many people during the summertime. If I mess it up, I can just cut it all off. And really over time, it just became a little bit of a skill. And when I got to Georgia, actually Artie Lynch, he used to cut hair as well. And we both were thinking about being roommates because we were like, man, our room could just be the barbershop. Like everybody would come here to do the haircut, we could just knock it out. And, you know, we'll, we'll have everybody here. We can hang out, all that good stuff. And it wound up not happening. Um, but, you know, I did wind up rooming with Aaron and with Orson Charles and with Chase Vassar. And as I was kind of building up my skills, um, 
Aaron asked me to cut his hair one day, and you know, it was pretty simple um, for him. He just wanted like a one clip all the way around. Uh, it was around that time where we couldn't. We I think we had got our hair shaved off by the the team, so we were really not trying to be too creative. Or we had a feeling that was coming up. Um, so that really became a skill that you know helped me to. I guess, fund myself throughout college because I was cutting the guys on the team, cutting guys on the basketball team, random guys on campus, um, and I just charged $5 a cut. And, you know, that was a good opportunity for me to make a little bit of cash. It probably was an NCAA violation, but who cares <laughs> now? Um, but, but, also, but also for me to – honestly, it was a really good opportunity for me to get to know more guys on the team. Like, I – I had them kind of captive. They would sit there for at least 30 minutes. And, you know, especially as I became older and was a junior and senior on the team, and I would have the young guys, you know, they would come, get their hair cut, and i get to know get to know them and, you know, talk to them, and we build a relationship. So, you know, more than anything, as great as it was to make a little bit of cash, like it was, it was an incredible thing because it forced me to just build bonds and relationships with guys that I probably wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, I like the candid views on Twitter. You're a great follow on there. You mentioned the guys that you played with, guys like Chris Conley and Todd Gurley and Aaron mm-hmm. Murray. For those yeah. guys, do you ever have a game that you look back on or a performance where you say, wow, all of it clicked? Like the offensive line was good, you know, Gurley was yeah. running it well. I mean, was there ever a game like that for you? Man, that is, that's actually an incredible question. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Let me, let me think about that. I, man, you know, from an offensive perspective, uh, one of the, the most impressive games I felt like we had was against LSU in 2013, my senior season. You know, kind of that thriller. Uh, Aaron Murray versus Zach Mittenberger. You know, the, the battle of the 9 four-star quarterbacks, and that one was pretty special. I, I felt like the offense just really clicked. Um, Aaron played an incredible game, and, you know, he just was an unbelievable leader. Like, he was a guy who I would run through a wall behind. Um, him and, and Coach Bobo did an incredible job of creating an identity for our offense, and, you know, I, I still don't think Aaron gets enough credit, honestly. Um, I feel like, in my opinion, and I'm totally biased because this is my former roommate and this is my friend. This guy was at my wedding. I feel like he was – he's the greatest quarterback in Georgia history. I know that's a hot take. You know, I know you have David Green and DJ Shockley and Matt Stafford and all the quarterbacks in the past who kind of – and even Jake Fromm who's had so much success from a winning perspective, but – when I think about the leadership and, you know, some of the adversity he faced um, and the numbers and, and also the winning, I felt like he just was the culmination of, of the ultimate college football quarterback. Um, but, you know, more than anything, I think the guy who probably just impressed me the most is, is Todd. And, I mean, he knows this. <laughs> he did things, especially his freshman year, that I just didn't know were possible <laughs> out of an 18-year-old. and I mean, not only in games, but in practices where you're like, dude, this is not – this is like video games. He had – he. I still believe he has some of the most superhuman balance uh, that I've ever seen out of a running back, out of really any athlete, where there were times where I felt like he was 
literally horizontal to the ground and just stood back up and kept running. Like it, <laughs> it, it, was pretty, it was pretty unbelievable. And I think the moment that kind of encompasses all of that was our game against Vanderbilt. We were running a power play, and I was pulling around, you know, to lead the way. And there were three guys. There was a linebacker, a corner, and a safety. And they were all in the hole. And I was like, all right, I'll take one. And time to get, you know, five yards, we'll take it. Like that, I, I just got to make a choice. I got to pick one guy. I blocked the corner. Todd stiff arms the, run, the linebacker, throws him to the ground like a child. He's 18. So I'm like, okay, I didn't expect that. And then he sees the safety there. I'm like, he'll probably just run out of bounds. Runs the safety slap over and then runs it all the way into the end zone for, I think, 30 or 40 yards. And in that moment, I could not believe my eyes because I wasn't even I honestly was barely even blocking this corner I just kind of grabbed him and was looking to see what what time would do because I figured the play would be over and that moment just really um that one just shocked me I hadn't seen stuff on a football field that impressed me as much as that and uh if you actually went back and watched the tape like I was freaking out I was all in his face (laughs) We probably were like, dude, get away from me, because I, I just had never seen anything like it. So it, was, it was pretty unbelievable. Well, now we'll head into our rapid-fire section to finish things out. You were a three-year starter in the Southeastern Conference. You played against a lot of great talent. Who's the most yeah. talented guy or the hardest guy that you had to play against? Uh, man, so I'll give you three. Um, and one of the, the first guy I give you actually didn't even play in the SEC. Um, is uh, uh, Gerald Worthy, and he was by far. He played at Michigan State defensive tackle. We played them in the Outback Bowl in Tampa. He was by far the best defensive tackle that I played against. This is my redshirt sophomore year, and he kicked my butt up and down the field the whole game to the point where I was asking Ben Jones for help. In the second quarter, I was like, dude, I can't block him. Like, I, I need help. <laughs> and, like, it was nothing I could do. And he was just a man, and I felt like a boy in that game. And I was so glad that we never watched the film for bowl games because I would have got ripped to shreds. Uh, so, <laughs> that, that guy, he's by far, like, he's not even close. He was number one, the best guy I played. Um, at least in that game, he was. Um, number two, uh, this is the linebacker, C.J. Mosley. Um, he was unbelievable when we played him in the um, SEC championship game in 2012. Uh, like, one of my calling cards was being able to block him a second level well, um, you know, having a little bit of athleticism to be able to get to that level and make the play, make the block. And never in my life had I ever gotten to a place where I was close to a linebacker. I had him where I wanted him. I had the positioning the way I needed to, and I didn't make the block, except for when it came to C.J. Mosley. <laughs> because we were in the fourth quarter. It was a, a, like a third down, third and four, third and five, or something like that. We ran a play right behind me, which is exactly what I love in those circumstances. And it was one-on-one, me versus C.J. I had him exactly where I wanted him. I got right up to him, and then he just teleported. Like, I, I literally don't know. He just disappeared, and then somehow he reappeared and tackled Todd before he got the first down. And I would never forget that because I had never experienced that before. And I was like, dude, how did he make that play? Um, and then let alone the play that he made to end the game, to tip the pass that wound up going to Conley and 
you know, him ultimately falling a few yards short of the end zone. So that was him in that game. I gained a lot of respect for him. Um, and then third is a guy who I've really only blocked one time in, in the three years that I played against him was Jadavion Clowney. Um, and it, it was really because what he brought to the table just was no weaknesses. And anytime we watched him, he had power, he had quickness, he had speed, he had size, and he had moves. And you normally don't see that in college. You normally see a guy has one. At best, you'll see a guy with two. But he had all five. <laughs> I want to say the play that stands out the most to me was it was a third and long. Uh, it was a five-man protection, so there's no help. It's one-on-one. You got the man. And Clowney decided to, to line up at the three technique on this play um, right over me. And we're getting ready. We're down in my stands. You know, Aaron's getting ready to, you know, call the play and call the play out because we're doing the know-how at the time and then call the um, snap count. And I just heard the whistle blow. We called a timeout. And I remember never thanking God more <laughs> in that moment than I, did, than I did there because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to block him. Because normally I would kind of take away one thing and then just kind of play to the other and, I didn't know what I was going to do, so I'm grateful for that. And then when we came back from the timeout, he was he was lined up at defensive end again. Uh, so I dodged that bullet. But he was definitely the only guy who kind of struck that fear in your heart coming into the game and into the game that nobody else could. Wow. Okay. You know, I got to tell you, talking about Jarrell Worthy, I actually had him on the podcast probably <laughs> in October. And <laughs> he was talking about how one of the favorite – Game, one of his favorite memories was playing Georgia in that bowl oh game. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, that, and it was because he was kicking my butt. That's, that's, <laughs> why, he, that's why he was loving the game. He was talking trash. Like, normally guys would talk trash. It never bothered me. I was like, whatever, dude. I would, like, play around with guys. They'd be like, have you read your Bible today? Just stupid stuff. <laughs> Just to get them out of their head. I had nothing to say. This guy, because he was destroying me on every play, and I just was like, "Whatever, I'm just trying to get out of here, man." So <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure he enjoyed that thoroughly. Awesome, Chris. That's all the questions I have for you. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate you.